This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. Happy spring break-ish. I guess you can scratch that. It's not a very happy spring break at all, is it? Day 12 of the coronavirus pandemic. Shutdown of sports. Danny West is going to join us. We're going to answer your questions. All that and more on Hogsports Live. So like I was saying, today is the official start of spring break, but uh, obviously most people have been on some kind of a break, aside from those healthcare workers and essential personnel out there doing work for us. You're handling it a little better than you thought without sports, aren't you? I mean, there's there's been some stuff. At least we've got recruiting, and I want to go ahead and bring in Danny West here before we go much further again we're going to answer your questions at the end and they don't roll off anymore so you can um, you can bring up your questions and we will of course be able to get to all of those danny how you doing man doing good trey just trying to get uh get caught up on all these guys releasing their top 12 and top 13 schools i guess everybody's choosing to do that on spring break this week so trying to get some work done not to put in light the work that people are doing out there but your job is also essential at this time too to keep us entertained there is some recruiting stuff going on we spoke with sam Pittman the other day and he kind of broke down some stuff in recruiting we'll we'll get into we'll get into some of the content that came out of there but i want to i want to talk about recruiting stuff a little bit and uh just kind of the chain of command that was a question that i think a few of our users had uh, what can you tell us about just what he was saying about how recruits are offered scholarships? Well, I thought it was interesting, uh, especially for the kids in the state. You know, Sam Pittman has to be a major part of that. He wants to be in on every decision that's made within the state. In fact, an offer is not going out until he's 100% sure. You know, uh, we see it every year, Trey. A lot of these guys, they'll – They'll blow up. There's a couple in the state right now that have yet to be offered by Arkansas, but they've got Tennessee and Virginia and, you know, places like this. And I think a lot of people forget it's easy for those teams to come in here and offer early. Mm-hmm. They don't have to stick by it. Right. And we talk about this every spring. But Arkansas, if they offer and they eventually find something they don't like about the kid, whether he's too slow, not quite as tall, whatever the case may be, they can't really pull that offer. Right. They just, I mean, you can't burn a bridge like that. So I thought Pittman, he took the long way around it there, but I thought that's really what he was getting down to where he has to be a hundred percent sure about an in-state kid. And, you know, uh, I think he feels good about what they've done so far. A lot of offers within the state for that 2022 class. That was one of my biggest takeaways from last, what was that Friday? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he felt like they were really behind on the 22 class. Now I think they're catching up in a, in a rapid hurry here. They've, they've really been targeting quite a few 22s so far. Danny West joining us on the hotline. Now, that is a really good point, and that's something that we talk about a lot. If you offer a kid from inside the state, you dang sure better be sure you want him because there is a lot of negative publicity that surrounds. Anytime I've ever seen a player who's been offered a scholarship and the coaches back off or something like that, it's always a little negative firestorm. I mean, I've seen it. You see it, you know, a couple of times during the Houston Nut era. There was a, a couple of different instances where it kind of blew up negatively for them. Uh, yeah. And there's there's been some other instances like that. But if Alabama comes in and offers a prospect, a lot of times it's that non-evaluation, we want to get in the game early type of type of offer. And it won't mean a thing to Nick Saban if he has to pull that offer later down the road. For Arkansas, it's a, it's a different story. So, yeah. again, Danny West joining us. Danny's Most of Danny's stuff is VIP. I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen before we go any further. 
Facebook Live, of, of course, be sure to follow the channel on Facebook Live. Throw us a thumbs up if you like the video and be sure to comment. Also on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video and also throw us a like there. Also, Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review if you like the content. We want our channel to pop up anytime somebody searches Arkansas Razorbacks and available anywhere you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Also, got to mention... Sign up for our daily newsletter so you will get our free content and also any breaking news we will send to your inbox. This is especially uh, important during the uh, coronavirus pandemic as anything relates to your Razorbacks. We will send breaking news to your email inbox. And again, most of our free content is there. Today is also the last day to sign up for 50% off an annual VIP membership. That will end at 10.59 p.m. tonight. So if you want hog sports, you want to think ahead because sports will return Things will come back, and of course there is still plenty of VIP recruiting coverage because that's really the main thing that they've got right now. Uh, Sam Pittman has said that's one area that they're really amping things up, and we'll talk more about that with Danny. But if you want that, um, just like most stuff out there, now's a good time to buy <laughs> at 50% off. So that's what's going on right now on the website. I want to, again, remind you, throw us a thumbs up if you like the content. It really helps the algorithm. I don't like saying that every single episode. It gets redundant, but people respond when you do. So, Danny, as I was mentioning, Arkansas is amping up things in recruiting. What are what are some of the things that they're doing um, to, to turn the focus more to recruiting? Yeah, a lot of new offers for the 22 class, as I mentioned there, but they've sent out a couple of videos on their Twitter account. The, the official Arkansas Razorback football recruiting account has put out a couple of new videos, and I think they've done a good job of that. Obviously, you can't bring kids on campus right now, mm-hmm. so you've kind of got to go to the kids. Uh, I thought it was interesting last week, Kansas, of all places, actually held a virtual junior day, prospect day, so to speak, where you know kids came to them they invited like 30 kids which i'm not sure you're really supposed to invite mm-hmm. but that's a different topic for an, another day but uh some of their top targets they they kind of gave a virtual tour uh, they had uh different segments of time set aside for less miles to sit down and facetime with them throughout the day sit down with position coaches and facetime i thought it was a good idea yeah. you know you've got to think outside the box absolutely and, it took Kansas to do it, but I think you're seeing Arkansas do some similar things. Of course, it's spring break. They've got a little bit of time off, but you can bet they're still FaceTiming and, and talking to mama and daddy and, and the whole lot, right? So mm-hmm. I think um, so far so good. They're doing the most they can possibly do to work around this thing. Uh, it's just really tough when you tell a kid, hey, we want you to come up here. We just don't know when you can yet. Mm. Uh, it, you'd feel a lot better being able to set a date. And maybe here in a couple of weeks we can get back to that where we say, let's circle this date as the true we're getting it back on again mm. on this particular date. So then it might provide a little bit of clarity for some of these kids trying to make it to campus. Speaking of all that, there's a really crappy article that you wrote um, about, <laughs> uh, about all yeah, the canceled visits that for Arkansas I mean there's some really impressive names on here I mean guys that were planning on coming for the red white game or you know anytime now to till then I guess uh, and it's a VIP story so but I will say there's a lot of guys that you would really wish uh, would make it to campus at Arkansas so that's it's just, unfortunate but I'll, I'll tell yeah. you this without giving it away too much I think for the most part a lot of those guys are still going to make it they're mm-hmm. still going to make it to campus at some point. I'm not saying it's ideal. You know, there's a couple on there that I think it's over with now. Yeah. You're, you're never going to get them on campus now because, you know, they're recruited by everybody. And it's, you know, no no disrespect to Arkansas, but you were kind of squeezed in there to begin with right. in, in terms of getting a visit. So, Well, that's kind of that's kind of where part, you have to be, though, Danny. I mean, if you're Arkansas, yeah. you have to squeeze yourself you in there. You're not going to be on like somebody's dream list. You know, you have to you have to have these visit opportunities. I mean, that's something that we've said all the time, all, all the time. You know, people say that, like, there's a stigma attached to Arkansas. And the fact of the matter is every state's got some stigma attached to it, you know, especially states in the Southeast have a lot of stigmas attached to them. And people have this idea that Arkansas is country and backwards and all this stuff until you get them on campus. And it's that beautiful undersell 
over-deliver aspect to their visit that turns a lot of prospects on to Arkansas, but you got to get them on campus for that visit. First, you have to overcome that hurdle of any type of stigma. But the thing with Arkansas is Auburn. I was talking to a guy who's, you know, diehard Auburn type of guy and who's been to Arkansas a lot. And, you know, he was just telling me Arkansas or Auburn doesn't have anything on Arkansas's facilities. I mean, they don't. They don't. It's a beautiful town, all this stuff. But the difference is Auburn is an hour away from the Georgia border. That's pretty nice. You know, and there's a ton. And and South Georgia, too. There's a ton of talent all through there. I've been all through that state. They're not that far from Atlanta. Uh, That's the big difference. And for Arkansas, you really have to get more creative. you got to recruit a lot of different areas. And uh, you got to get them on campus for visits. So that's one one area where it might hurt Arkansas a little bit more than other schools. But for aside from that, everybody's pretty much in the same boat. You're telling me there's not very many five stars walking around Joplin, Missouri yeah, right now? there's not, unfortunately. Huntsville, Arkansas. Wouldn't that be yeah, nice? that's, <laughs> You know, you bring up something there with the stigma. We talked about a couple of weeks ago flying back and forth from different places, coming to and from the airport. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that stigma lasts right up until – Really, they get all the way back oh, in yeah. Fayetteville because that drive, mm-hmm. even after you land, you're, you're flying over a bunch of cows and chicken houses, and all of a sudden, now you've got this 40-minute ride back into yeah. the city. Yeah, it, there's a lot to overcome there, and I, I, I do think you you uh, you hit on something there where you talk about over over delivering, so to speak. That's mm-hmm. um, it's it's a really big deal. I'm not sure people can really grasp that. Uh, to to put yourself in the in the eyes of a seventeen year old, that's a really big deal. Where perception is everything, Arkansas is not a sexy name right now. So, you bring up a good point where you know it, it really is really is a bad negative to to not be able to get some of these kids on campus this spring. Yeah, I mean, we were really talking about it the other day. I just imagine if you're you know seventeen year old recruit and it's just fields. You know, I remember when I was doing more recruiting, not as you know not like you are now, but uh, and talking to kids, and I remember them saying stuff like, "Oh my, like, like just looking down at chicken houses as they're about to land, you know." And then, and then driving, and there's just you know cow pastures. You might see a llama or something out there, and they'd just be like, "Oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> I burned you know, one of my official visits for this." Looks like a tornado went through there pretty it recently. Does, yeah, I don't know what that. If was. anybody's got any info on that, man, it was- yeah, add it to the comments below because. All out there around uh, XNA, uh, Northwest Arkansas Regional Airport, it looks, I mean, there are trees down left and right. I don't I don't know when that happened, but. I don't either. Yeah. And it's like 10 minutes north of my house. So I'd like to know that. But I'm not all up to date on my current events here, Trey. Danny, we got a new top-ranked player in the state of Arkansas. Uh, I, I was wondering if you might be able to, to go over a little bit of what we're looking in, in the class of 2022. Uh, but oh, that's, sh- yeah. that's shaping up to be a pretty nice-looking class. It is. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Andrew Chambly, the big offensive lineman. You cut out, out but it's, it's Chambly, for those who didn't hear that. Andrew Chambly. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Andrew Chambly, Adams Maumel, Arkansas, 2022 offensive lineman. He's going all the way up to a four-star now, 6'6", 285. I've got a crystal ball pick in on Arkansas. I think Arkansas is off to a really good start there. But you hit it, Trey. They've offered quite a few in that class so mm-hmm. far with uh, Andrew and Amarion Harris, uh, the big offensive lineman out of Joe T. Robinson. I could see them battling back and forth for that number one spot. Yeah, sure. I could see that too. A couple of big-time guys there, and that's what you want. You know, not only those two, but you've got Terry Wells in the 21 class already committed to you. So it's so mm-hmm. it's interesting to me how cyclical this can be. Yeah. You can go half a decade with no real quality SEC-type offensive line coming out of the state, and then bam, 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 you've got three in a row. Yeah. You know, maybe more than that. I think a, I think a big reason, Danny, is because Arkansas is a smaller state. It doesn't. It's not that big a deal to see Texas go from yeah. 390 yeah. Division One signees to 420 Division One signees. But if, you know, for Arkansas to go from like uh, it's a it's an okay year. There's seven you know quality guys to a year where there's 14 quality guys. You know, and it's just because it's a it's smaller a state. Deal. Yeah, you just yeah. see that that bigger number. Yeah. 
But yeah, shaping up to be a really good class. Uh, James Joyner, obviously the running back out of Parkview. They recently offered Quincy McAdoo, mm-hmm. athlete out of uh, Clarendon. I would recommend people go watch his film. McAdoo, you think he's a wide receiver, though, right? Yeah, I think he's a wide out. 6'3", 175. Reminds me so much. I'm going to give you a name here. A blast from the past. Reminds me so much of DeFonte Lowe coming out Mm -hmm. of Bearden. I want to say class of 2011, maybe 12. I think 2012. Just, I mean, can do it all. They ask him to do everything. Small school. But Boy, DeFonte had a lot of potential. Yeah, he's he, he just kind of he yeah. couldn't get it together outside of, and yeah. I hate that for him because I mean, it, I think he could have played on Sundays, man. He was really, really talented, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of similarities here. I'm not saying this guy's an NFL guy yet, but Quincy McAdoo, you better start getting to, getting to know that name a little bit. And then the uh, recently offered wide receiver in Fayetteville, Isaiah Sategna, five mm-hmm. eleven, one seventy, a little bit on the small side, but he can really run. He's 10-8 uh, in the 100. It's pretty pretty good. His father is actually a track coach here at the uh, university. So, you know, he's going to be able to run that uh, 100 pretty well. So keep an eye on Isaiah as well. They recently offered him about two weeks ago. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG. Danny, want to switch? Yeah, two weeks ago today, matter of fact, March 9th. I want to switch gears real quick to basketball. Justin Turner, there's an article came out from Evan Daniels, who's uh, one of our national basketball a recruiting analyst, uh, but uh, Justin Turner out of Bowling Green, a guy that averaged almost 19 points a game, 6'4 guard, uh, is mentioning Arkansas among several schools that have uh, have targeted him. It, it feels like, you know, we've, we've talked about Arkansas looking for a big, whether that's high school, grad transfer, junior college, whatever, a guy that, you know, is a strong rebounder type. But it looks like they're also exploring basically anybody who's a possibility. I mean, yeah. they, pos- they pop up on everybody's radar. I think we've got like 20 guys, and I want to give a shout-out to Alma Razorback, Alma yeah. Razorback on our site. He keeps listing every name that he sees associated with Arkansas on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. I think we've got about 20 names on the site right now. You mentioned Dustin Turner, 6'4", 205, out of Bowling Green. He's a grad transfer. Um, Ian Dubos, kid out of Houston Baptist, about the same size, 6'4", guy. He averaged 19 points a game as well, 7.3 rebounds. Pete's got more coming on Ian. A lot of names. You got Joshua Morgan out of Long Beach State. Now, there's some size for you. 6'11", 195, 8.4 points, 6 point rebounds per game. Uh, just a lot of really, really uh, – I think it ranges, as you talked about there. Where I'm looking at six foot all the way to seven foot three. So, mm-hmm. in, in line with what you said, yeah, they're going after a little bit of everything right now. But the Marcuson kid out of uh, Loyola Marymount, yeah. hope I'm saying that right. Ten point two rebound or points per game, six point three rebounds a game. He's a great transfer. Seven foot three, two hundred and sixty-one pounds. I would love for That's Arkansas to go from being such a short team to, to having, two, having seven two, two seven three guys on the floor <laughs> at the same time, and one of them, one of them, this outside shooting threes, and the other ones inside rebounding. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'm still, uh, I'm still curious about this Marfo kid. Can they get him on campus? Well, nobody can get anybody on campus mm-hmm. right now, but you know where I'm going. The uh, Quinnipiac transfer grad transfer 6'8 245 but he led the country in rebounds per game this year with 13.3 a game curious about that one man that that one could go a long way mm-hmm. hey there's a kid out in north carolina danny jared wilson 
who's uh, trimmed his list and oh, includes okay. Arkansas. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I was bounce. Thinking, I hey, I'm that I'm bouncing all over the place. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm finding news where we can, and uh, we we're we're on record saying that we think that North Carolina might be it could be a waste of time, <laughs> but they they are putting some effort out there. But the only guys in the time that I've been covering this have come from that area uh, is Chris Smith, who turned out to be a really good one. And Quinte Funderburk, who came from Virginia, yep. not North Carolina, but that same general region, uh, who lasted less than a semester at Arkansas, and that's yep. it. That is it, it for for that area. But they're they're putting some some effort in South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. You know that that region. They're putting at least a little bit of effort, but it remains to be seen if it if it'll pay off or not. Well, I tell you, the connection here is that Pittman actually had Jared committed to play for him at mm-hmm. Georgia. And then, of course, he took the Arkansas job. And Jared Wilson, 6'4", 325. We'll keep talking about some of these big guys. Yeah, It's another big one. And he's a big-time dude. I think he listed LSU, Auburn, Florida State, Clemson, Georgia, Florida, and North Carolina as the other seven there. But, yeah, he's got a close bond with Sam Pittman, obviously. You know, Pittman had him committed to play for Georgia there for a few months. And as soon as he took off, he decommitted. So, uh, maybe you get a visit at least, but I'm with you on North Carolina. I just until it happens for them, they're going to have to prove it to me. I just I don't see how how uh, great the benefit might be there. Danny West joining us with HAWGSports.com. Danny, you don't just write recruiting stuff. You also uh, had an article. So Arkansas came out with their new heights and weights. Uh, and heights have generally been the same, except for I believe Myron Cunningham went from 6'6 to – 90 to 67293 or something like that. So he's actually listed as an inch taller. But uh a somebody lot of, lost an inch too as I recall. I forget who it was, but somebody actually got shorter. That's never a good day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you know particularly <laughs> you <say that> <laughs> particularly on the offensive line. Uh you know I was, I was looking back to this and this is a, this is another VI. We do a lot of free content obviously. We want to take care of and make sure that everybody's entertained, but we also have to take care of our VIP subscribers so we're we're actually have amped up. Josh Harvey our my uh, contact at 24/7 Sports said we've actually had more content um you know here lately since before the uh right before the the outbreak. So um we are definitely trying to amp up both free and VIP content. A lot of that's recruited, uh, centered around recruiting. But uh, when Pittman left Arkansas on the offensive line, this was his left to right offensive line. Denver Kirkland was 6'5", 343. Sebastian Dottolo was 6'5", 322. Mitch Smothers was 6'3", 315. Bray Cook was listed at 6'4", 322. But I always thought Bray was more like 6'7". But on the official roster, yeah. he's listed at 6'4", 322. And Dan Skipper – was actually listed at 6'10", 307, but that weight was actually taken right after he'd had a bad illness. And uh, the next weigh-in, he checked in at 331, which is an average of 6'5 and a half, 327 pounds. Again, I still think Bray Cook is taller than 6'4", uh, that he was listed at there. He's, he's easily taller than 6'4". I don't know why he's listed at that. But six, yeah, no question. 327 pounds, which, which was the biggest offensive line in football, pro or college. So, uh, it's a difference of 34 pounds per man versus what Pittman or what Arkansas had last year. 34 pounds per man, 168 pounds across the offensive line, all total. So, just to break it down, this was the offensive line last year. Myron Cunningham, 6'6", 290. Austin Capp, 6'4", 304. Ty Clary, 6'4", 285. Ricky Stromberg, 6'4", 276, and again, Stromberg was actually listed at 266, but we know mm-hmm. middle of the season or so he was about – and he also had an illness, I believe, uh, and dropped a lot of weight before the season, but middle of the season he was 276, 279. And then Dalton, Dalton Wagner at 6'9", 308 for an average of 6'5 and a half, 293 pounds. That's one of the smallest offensive lines, lightest offensive lines, I should say, in Power 5 football. Amazing to go – just four years down the road, and you go from the biggest to one of the one of the lightest offensive lines, and they've all done a pretty good job. And again, you can read Danny's breakdown uh, at Hogsports.com, and it tells you every single player, right, Danny? They're yeah, they're plus yeah, and minus weight all the way down the board. And then, of course, you you went down and broke down uh, the guys that have um, 
added uh, a significant amount or lost a significant significant amount of weight at the very beginning also yeah yeah I started out I was I was thinking all right I'm just gonna do guys who who did you know plus five or plus ten pounds and keep this short mm-hmm. short and simple then I thought well it's 12 30 in the morning we don't do short and simple Saturday morning yeah, might as well if you're gonna do it do it right mm-hmm. so we did every single player and uh, just anything that we could, anything we could come away with, we wrote about it. So yeah. it's always a fun distance, breakdown. Their jersey numbers, yeah, we've got it all on there. So an offensive line group—that's where it's going to be at, Trey. That's what's going to mm-hmm. determine, and also in how much practice time they get. Right. But right. I think that's going to determine how far along they've come. And uh, I mean, you like seeing Shane Clinton and Ty Clary and some of those guys getting quite a bit bigger. But Bo Limmer and, and Ricky Stromberg, again, and getting Noah Gatlin back, I think those three in particular, I think you can build around those three. Danny, let's hear, and, and just to, to point out, Shane Clennon's up 12 pounds. These are the biggest gains. Ty Clary's up 14 pounds. Ryan Winkle's up yeah. 12. Austin Nix is up 23. Ricky Stromberg is up 32, but that's, again, him being listed at 266 previously. Sure. And, again, we know he was more 276, 279. Uh, Drew Vest up 12 pounds. And Dylan Rathke minus 12. And then also we got to mention, who's leaving? Oh, uh, Kirby Adcock. Kirby Adcock is remaining a part of the team in some capacity, but he's no longer going to be a player on the team. Sounds like it. Sounds to me like a medical red shirt, yeah, but that, I can't, can't confirm that. Med- you mean a medical, a medical yeah. hardship. Medical hardship, sorry yeah. about that. So that would drop Arkansas's total down to 14 scholarship offensive linemen. Really the magic number is 15 at, at minimum. That's the minimum number of offensive linemen you want to be at, so they will drop down a little bit. They have, what, 11 guys that would have been here for the spring, and then you add Marcus Henderson. You know, Talk about getting bigger. Marcus Henderson, 6'5", 300, who's dropped a lot of weight. I think he was up as much as 340, wasn't he, Danny, at one point? So he's dropped a ton of weight. The 6'5", 300, Ray Curry, 6'5", 315, and Jalen St. John, 6'5", 310. So, and St. John may be upwards of 6'6", actually. But uh, so you are adding a a good bit of size um, to that group. So, and that's probably the most highly regarded group that Arkansas has brought in since 2014 when they had Sebastian Totola. Frank Ragnow and Brian Wallace, all those guys were well-regarded. Actually, Sebastian was the lowest regarded of, of that bunch, um, but ended up winning the Jacobs Blocking Trophy uh, mm-hmm. 2016, 2015, I think. So, yeah, quick quick note on Stromberg and Lemmer. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are listed right at just under 300, but we're told both mm-hmm. of them are actually slightly over 300 now, mm-hmm. so they have – have since joined that 300 pound club and yeah. uh brady brady latham is a guy that we keep hearing really good things about he mm-hmm. actually trimmed back lost some weight and i think he's in the process of putting on some some positive weight now so um heard a lot of really good things about brady this offseason danny what's your starting offensive line you go first oh man left tackle uh, i think i'd probably probably roll with cunningham for the time being mm-hmm. left guard uh well, I think that's up in the air. It could be Limmer, uh, center. We'll see what Ty Clary can do, but I'd probably roll with Luke Jones, see what he can bring. Right guard, Stromberg. Right tackle, maybe Noah Gatlin. Yeah, I think that's what I'd – so, I think that's how I'd have it right now. I think that's pretty similar to what I would go. I would – I've, right now, I've got just penciled in just for the sake of like laying out the offensive line. I've got Clinton in there just because. Yeah, I could see. Just because yeah. there's a change, you know, you got to change. And uh, it, obviously, something happened last year because this was a guy that was rolling with the first group in the spring. Yep. Even had an injury and came back for uh, the spring game and started at right guard and then just completely fell off the map. And you have to sacrifice that, that we were ta- hearing, you know, good things about him. Last yep. spring, before the season, and he slid off. But Pittman did mention him specifically, not only as a guy yep. that's done well in the off season, but also a guy that's been leading. And Clinton goes about six six three fifteen, I believe. So, Where would you put him? Where are you putting him? Right now, I had him penciled in at the starting left guard, but I, I made okay. a strong note that you know Ryan Winkle, Bo Limmer, 
Chaboise and Juana and Luke Jones are all guys that could absolutely challenge him for that yeah. for that starting spot. Uh, but I think pretty well, it's pretty well popular opinion. I would think that you'd have Cunningham at left guard. Um, that left, or excuse me, excuse me, Cunningham at left tackle. That left guard spot is a little bit up in the air, but I penciled in yep. Shane Clennon. Center, uh, Ty Clary, most likely. Right guard, Ricky Stromberg. And then right tackle, I think Noah Gatlin uh, overtakes at that spot. Um, and then, you, you know, you've got Dalton Wagner, who be your swing guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I think it'll play out. It's not bad. I tell you, the real key there is the guy you mentioned first, Shane Clennon. You know, people kind of forget about him. Redshirt junior now. Mm-hmm. He's getting older. He's drawn yeah. praise from every single coaching staff. He's I mean, I guess it's just a stud. It's Bielema's staff, uh, Morris's staff, and now uh, Pittman. You know, each of yeah. them have have uh, have given him praise. And yeah, you're right. Off season stud. Uh, I remember my coach Eddie, Eddie Mac Harper. Eddie I mean, Mac Harper used to like take a shot at me, and he'd call me a Wednesday All American. <laughs> back in high school oh man yeah but uh yeah, he's got a he's got a ton shot. of talent he he's a finally gets the shot this danny year. he's a get off the bus first type of guy he looks yep. i mean he looks like an sec offensive lineman that's supposed to look and he's drawing the right what. praise but he just when it comes to the season he just hasn't hasn't been there yeah my, my initial shane clinton story started in kansas city at the uh, Rivals camp back when we before we switched to 24-7 sports, which we're really thrilled about. Yeah. But I uh, went to a camp up there and started watching these offensive linemen, and I kept seeing this guy over and over just whipping people. So I went up to him. I said, hey, man, what's your name? He said, I'm Shane Clinton. I'm committed to Arkansas. We talk all the time. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and so right off the bat, I fell in love with this kid as a player and then, you know, I really, really went to bat for him before he even got here. I was thinking, man, this kid's going to play early and often. And I had a really good feeling about him. Here we are. You look up. He's a redshirt junior this year. And, and so far, he hasn't gotten that chance. So when I say, you know, an offseason stud, I'm hoping this year he'll change that narrative because mm. we, we do hear it every year. A lot of people have high praise for him, and then we never – Never see him get a shot. There's a couple of guys every year where you're like, yep. this guy's doing really well in the spring. I remember early in Bielema's career, there was like a, a couple of walk-on linebackers that he just oh, praised man. and ended up like starting or put him in the second group. And then after a couple of games, you never heard from him again. So, speaking of linebackers, Danny, another guy that's put on a lot of good weight is Zach Zymos. And that's how yeah. you pronounce it. A lot of people want to say Zemos, but it is Zymos. Something, something special. Remember the Zima, Zima commercials? That's what I, what I think of every single time I read his name <laughs> off. Uh, but Zach, Zach Zymos, who is up 16 pounds to 227 pounds. And I'll say this, uh, a source inside the program, very close inside the program, told me last summer that the most athletic linebacker on the team might be Zach Zymos. He just mm-hmm. need, don't look for him this year because he's skinny. Uh, but he just needed to add some weight. That's what he told me. And uh, you know who he reminds me of? Just because he is so thin right now, and maybe it's because he's from the state of Texas? Caleb Miller. Caleb Miller. Ah, how about that? Yeah, Caleb Miller came to Arkansas as a 6'3 beanpole. Now, Zymos might be a little bit more well-regarded than Caleb was, but Caleb ended up – this is this would have been back in – when he enrolled in Arkansas, it would have been like 99 – 2099, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but he was a 2004 NFL draft pick, 80th overall, third Sulphur round. Sulphur Springs, Texas, Cincinnati I Bengals, Sulphur Springs, Texas. And where's Zymos from? Richmond, Texas? Oh, man, I ought to know this. Where is Zach from? Uh, uh, Richmond, I believe. Richmond. Fort Travis, Fort Ben Fort, Travis. Fort Ben Travis, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's just, it just kind of, uh, I don't know kind of reminds me of each other just because Caleb was very athletic, but he just, he needed to add some weight and, uh, and hope really he good plays linebacker. like Caleb. Yeah, that would be, Caleb would be a nice... stud, man. He could yeah. run him down. He had that, sometimes he'd wear that high neck brace, you know, yeah. and 43 and that curly hair, just yeah. running them down. Good, side real side good line. kid too. I say kid, yeah. he's like 39 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see what Zach's got. That linebacker group, man. 
boy, you pull for people like Zach and Dion Edwards to really have a good senior year. Because, mm-hmm. man, there's some real question marks in that group. I think some of these freshmen are going to have to come in and play. Uh, really curious about this Keelan Burrell kid. Are yeah. we going with Burrell or are we going Burley? Or I'm saying Burrell. I think they the coaches announced it Burrell. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going yeah. with. I've heard it both, but he's wearing I, number 33, six foot 219. That's a pretty good starting weight, I would say. Yeah, that's a good starting weight, especially he was listed at about 205 as a recruit. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that he's six foot based on what I've heard from yeah, other people. I don't think so. Probably, probably pushing 5'11", maybe even a, a tad shorter. And with him, you know, you'd kind of compare him maybe to a, a Sam Olajabutu type. I mean, but taller. Uh, or a uh, – Oh, Harris, Josh Harris, but taller than him. You know, Josh Harris was a yeah. really attacking machine in practice. Studs. But I, I think that uh, Burl, Burl is bigger than them. But when I look at his tape, I, he, you know, and that can be misleading, but he doesn't look six foot to me. And But I do hear it, you know, he has a stout build. This is a guy, this is what's interesting about Burl. He was listed as the number 106 overall prospect in the entire country at one yep. point. And this would have been in March of 2018, I believe, right before he went to the opening. And so maybe I know he didn't run a great shuttle, didn't have a great vertical. I think he might have scratched his 40 time. Uh, and then, there, of course, there are other players that, that come into the picture. But he was the top defensive prospect at one point in the state of Louisiana. And that was very early on, but I would imagine that's largely based on, you know, film study and stuff like that. And then maybe he didn't measure up is what I'm thinking when they got to camp. Maybe he didn't put up great measurables. Maybe he didn't, um, you know, jump or run as fast as they had hoped. And maybe also, this also happens, he didn't grow very much. And I mean, that's there, exactly there have been, where I was going. Right, there have been players that have come through here. Two yeah. years ago. I, you know, the the kid who was probably the best athlete in my junior high was, uh, you know, taller than faster than everybody, never grew taller than 5'11". And I don't know that he yeah. was recruited in any sport. Um, you know, we, we all had have others one in that class of war. Yeah. So. Dude used to dominate us. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody slowly started creeping up and catching up with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, Danny, anything else you want to chime in on? You watching any good shows here? I, I, I'll tell this, and I think you started watching it maybe last night, but Tiger King on Netflix is... It's, it's entertaining, it's, but I'll tell you what, it's super sad. Oh my gosh, it's so all. sad. Like, incredibly sad. Yeah. So, I probably wasn't expecting that. I'm not a huge fan of super sad like that. But I'll it's also hysterical it. and typical and um, like what it's you would expect there. out of somebody you know, running and not just one person, but each person who is running one of these types of, um, what do you call it? One person calls Uh, it a a big cat rescue and yeah, yeah, a zoo and stuff. But I mean, they're breeding these (laughs) big cats and stuff. People are nuts, Trey. Like, wow. It is, it is real people. It is exactly what you would expect out of somebody who is, um, super, enthralled with big cats and i mean it's a rough i don't want to spoil it but but check it out (laughs) yeah it's a good one yeah it's a good one yeah anything else Um, to add outside of that yeah uh no i finished up my world war ii in color oh yeah the weekend i'm about halfway through that one i I, we won by the way (laughs) that's good that's good i didn't know that that's good. So yeah, uh, I'm ha- Yeah, spoiler alert. There was no winner there. I promise. You. No, there wasn't. It was and, a rough one too. Yeah, I'm about. Ha- I go in like spurts of things like that. Like I've watched maybe four episodes and then didn't watch it for a long time. Picked up four more. So, but I'm like, yeah, I think about halfway through it. But it is cool to watch that kind of stuff in color. Uh, I think with anything going back, like real old stuff, boxing. I've been, for some reason, I've been watching all this boxing stuff lately. I got into a wormhole of knockouts and, you know, watching some of the old Muhammad Ali fights and stuff, like when he was real young and just so fast, you know, because I've always, I've always had the stance that like nobody, Mike Tyson in his prime, you know, when he's like 22 sure. years old, that nobody could beat him. But I'm starting yeah. to. I'm, I've, I've watched a lot of like Muhammad Ali highlights and stuff like that and some of the bigger fights, but watching like 
some full length stuff of him, especially when he was young, you know, before he had like three and a half years off of boxing because of uh, the, you know, the draft dodging and all that stuff. Um, I mean, he was, I mean, to be six, three and that fast and move like he does. But anyway, that's kind of where I, for some reason, I'll find myself in a boxing wormhole. This guy will never be remembered uh, in the same group as Tyson or Ali. It's Tyson Fury, something else, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's something else. Those big guys. They're so big yeah, he now. He's not six, get the credit. Seven, he, six, nine. He, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's six, nine. I but, still, no, I still that, take Tyson. I, th- I think I still take Ty- Mike Tyson in his absolute oh, prime. Boy. I don't know if anybody could have beaten him. Maybe, maybe Ali. Yeah, I don't know if I want to jump into that wormhole. Yeah. I get stuck in stuff like 30 second fights and stupid stuff like that. That's where I, I find my wormholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Danny. Yeah, if I do that, I'll never quit and I'll never get anything done today. Yeah. You got so, to be you Back to talking to kids. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you, All Danny. Right. See All you. Right. That's Danny West. Again, you can read most of Danny's stuff for a VIP subscription at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. And again, right now, that is 50% off. Or you can sign up for $1 for your first month. But I definitely recommend the 50% off annual subscription because you know we're getting sports back. It's going to happen. This thing's going to come and go, hopefully. Not without losses, not without casualties. But um, definitely everybody out there, take care of yourself. And uh, if you're interested in reading our VIP recruiting stuff, sign up for our 50% off. Or if you want the free content, because we still are doing a lot of free content. I mean, it's almost like you feel a personal an obligation to help keep sports fans entertained. So we do are doing a bunch of free stuff as well. But sign up for our 24-7 sports Arkansas newsletter at uh, hawgsports.com. All right, everybody. I want to get into your questions now. Where are my questions? My mother says, oh, don't touch my face. Don't touch your face, Trey. My mother says, good morning. I've been in I've been in quarantine, by the way, since Friday, not last Friday, but the Friday before. I have not left the house. I haven't had a reason to leave the house, so I haven't left. So I've been locked down since then. So if we got anything that came from before then. Anyway, good morning, Mom. We've been like zooming with my mom and with my friends and um, what is it called party? This is the one. This is my favorite one. Like I've done Zoom meeting with people at twenty four seven with my mom, FaceTime. But house party is fun. You can play games with friends and stuff like that, like trivia and and other kinds of stuff. But that's been a fun one. It like notifies you when people are available and stuff. So, but house party is a good app to download if you're getting uh, if you need a little bit of social interaction. Tina Thornberry says, Whoopig Suey. Caden Sanders says, I like the show. Appreciate you, Caden. Thanks for tuning in. Sheila Brown Hannah says, Thank goodness for some sports update. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. Christopher Eric says, Smile, buddy. Yeah, it's hard to smile. <laughs> Shelly Brown says, VIP is worth it. Thank you, Shelly. Appreciate that. Donnie A. Butt says, Love the VIP board. The VIP board is the Razor's Edge Premium Forum. If you want to get in and discuss with like minded Razorback fans, we've got all kinds of great discussions from hypotheticals to movies to watch to other Razorback topics on our VIP form, the Razor's Edge. Again, that's H-A-W-G-Sports.com. There's no promo code or anything to take advantage of our 50% off deal, which again ends tonight at 10.59 p.m. Brian Ford is a bad fisherman, says Yancey Long. Brian Ford, you have a rebuttal. Donnie Butt says they could do a virtual tour of campus. Yes. And again, that's what Kansas has kind of done. They've done some virtual stuff like that. Maurice Norman says, and they are doing stuff like that. They're doing, you know, Zoom and, you know, doing all the things that they're allowed to do. You know, some of this stuff, you know, centers around the recruits having to get in touch with them, but that's not hard to do. I mean, you can, because the text messages and stuff, that's pretty much all unlimited, and you can say, hey, you know, give me a call when you get a chance. Uh, Maurice Norman says, I think we will be okay. Better blocking for the quarterback so they can throw the ball. I do think the offensive line is going to – I mean, the – one of the big reasons that you brought Sam Pittman and also we got to mention Brad Davis on offensive line coach who's been a protege of his of sorts. But one of the main reasons you brought him is so Arkansas can start winning again up front in the trenches. And if you can do that, then that is a big start in the right direction. I mean, you can – I don't mean to undermine like wide receivers and stuff because I do think you got some guys that can be special on this team like Traylon Burks, Trey Knox. But 
it's easier to go out and get a big-time wide receiver than it is to big, get a big-time offensive lineman. It just is. There just aren't a lot of 6'5", 320-pound kids that can move well enough to play offensive line in the SEC. Donnie A. Buss says, the man in the high castle. I actually started that. I might get back into that. It's a good recommendation. Donnie Butts says, Mike Tyson's voice made me laugh the first time I heard it. Yeah. Donnie says, I think Foreman could have taken Tyson in his prime. I don't know. I mean, in that era, obviously, Muhammad Ali is number one. Foreman's up there. Joe Frazier. There's a few other good ones, obviously. Uh, I, I would say that Larry Holmes was late, a later era after that. Steve Culver says, any updates on future recruits in spring and signing in basketball? No update on when the signing stuff is going to take place yet. But I think Arkansas is in good shape. There hasn't been any sign that um, they're going to lose anybody. Steve Miller says, Mason Jones go pro or not. So we haven't touched on Mason Jones, and basically what Mason said is a decision is coming soon. I think what you're going to see is Mason say, yeah, I am going to test the waters uh, for the NBA, and you can do that and pull your name out. The question is, what does testing the waters look like? I mean, what does that look like for a guy that's considering going pro? Definitely hope that those guys return, Isaiah Joe, Mason Jones. I mean, they could be so salty next year. I mean, like really, really could be. Like we could be talking about one of Arkansas's best teams in a long time and talk about you're going to lose Jimmy Witt, and that's going to hurt, obviously. You know, Adriel Bailey did some really good things this season for him too at times. Um, you know, you're going to lose some other guys, but uh, Gene Talsilla is another one. But, I mean, the prospects of bringing in – Moody, Davis, KK, all those guys. I mean, all the four – I guess they're all top 100 guys. They're all four stars. Uh, the four freshmen coming in, the the likelihood that they're going to add, you know, a grad transfer also. You've got three more sit ones who are going to be eligible next year who, I mean, all should provide some type of impact. They could be salty, man. If Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe come back next year, I mean, they really, really could be a dangerous basketball team. They were dangerous this year, and they had huge deficiencies. I mean, we're talking about what are their deficiencies going to be next year? I mean, they might have some youth with those four new guys. Shaping up to be a pretty good team, possibly. I do think that there's something to be said for Mason Jones, and if he comes back next year, you talk about legendary, potential legendary status, just from going from having the season that he had this year to next year, probably not having the same type of season, but maybe leading Arkansas deep into the tournament. I mean, they haven't been to the Sweet 16 since 96, 95, 96 season, I think. What position do you think this hurts the most? Which one does it affect the least? You mean just not having stuff? I mean, quarterback, obviously, you've got new quarterbacks. You're installing a new offense. Defense, usually the learning curve is smaller. Usually the defense jumps out, ideally jumps out ahead of the offense. And the offense, you know, is, is about getting in sync more. So quarterback, definitely the most. And then, you know, defense in general, I would say the least. Specifically, probably – probably linebacker and defensive line because you do have a lot of guys returning at that area. Secondary, you've got guys returning, but you're also going to be relying on some new players. You know, Miles Slusher possibly, Devin Bush, Jalen Catalan, just to name a few. I don't know what you're sending, Brandon Eagleston, but a lot of emojis. Ian Robb says, hi, Steve Fishvot says, when do you feel like college football will really get to start back, May or June? I just don't know. I wish I did know, but, I mean, it feels like we're going – I mean, I don't want to say the wrong direction, but there's definitely – I think the hope for most of us is that this thing behaves like some other similar types of diseases. Not all of them do behave like this, but, you know, some of them – when it gets to be warmer months, struggle a little bit more to – I mean, they're still hanging around. I mean, people still get the flu in in the summer, right? It's just the rate at which, you know, it transmits to people drops pretty significantly. I mean, this is a, a obviously way more contagious than the flu, but 
the hope is that the summer months help and that maybe some of these drugs that they're talking about, the malaria drug, that maybe that works out and and really helps people with their symptoms. I mean, because when we move away from this being something that is considered deadly, then things can turn. And if it becomes less contagious and if people are following the protocols, I mean, states are starting to shut down their stay-at-home orders. I mean, Louisiana has one. Who else has one? California has one. A lot of states are adopting them now. And so now you've got a neighboring state. I know someone that has coronavirus. Last time I was on the show, I knew someone who knew someone who has it. Now I know someone who has it. It's getting, you know, it's amping up. Ian Robb says, hello from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Renee Clifton Stroinski says, been here all my life. Never have, ever, I almost touched my face again. Never have I ever miss all my hogs every day of the year. Sad, Devontae Williams from Jacksonville committed. Getting another 7-3 player to eligibility immediately. Was on KNWA last night. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Donnie Butt says, Joe will come back. Mason still worries me. Renee Clifton Stroinski says, not sure about Isaiah, but I know for a fact that Mason's mom wants him to stay another year. Again, Mason Jones could end up, I mean, I think he has reached legendary status, but he could reach just like superstardom type status in the state of Arkansas. Brandon Ingleson says, sorry, my phone went crazy. I was wondering what happened, Brandon. Chase Hogan Jones says, thanks for providing great content despite the mess. Donnie Buss says, New York, yes. All right. I think we've done it, everybody. Again, I want to remind everybody, sign up for our 50% off offer. I mean, it's a it's a cool time to sign up if you want. You know, if you're wanting discussion with Razorback fans, things are rolling at Hog Sports, and it's a, it's a great community of people. It's something that's very important to us. The Razor's Edge has always been very important. Again, um, sign up for the newsletter. Also, breaking news in your email inbox. But 50% off for your annual subscription or $1 for your first month. Again, 50% off deal ends tonight at 10.59 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Be sure to follow the page on Facebook. There's nothing else coming, so if you're done with the video, just go up to the top right. I think there's a follow button. Follow the page if you haven't done so already so you're notified anytime these pop up. Also, if you want to be notified on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Interact with the video. Share it with somebody you think might like it. Lord knows, this day and age, we need as much sports discussion as we can get. So share the video with your friends if you think they they might like it. Also, I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so already, throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice review if you you want to take a moment to write something. But uh, please throw us that five-star review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now. And available anywhere else you find uh, your favorite podcast. All right, everybody, we'll be back with you again soon, most likely Thursday, maybe before then, if there's some type of breaking stuff that we want to discuss. I want to thank Danny West for joining us. Thank you for interacting with the video and for your questions as well. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.